Hi, everybody. I'm Jules, compulsive overeater, food addict, major sugar and flour addict. <laughs> it's great to be here. I want to thank for just Patty for inviting me and all. And uh, I thought it was interesting that I was invited to do this because I'm actually struggling <laughs> with step two. And conveniently, I was asked to uh, to speak on it. And after 20 years in the program, uh, I think there's part of me that still thinks that I should be kind of immune somehow to my compulsive eating, which is such a delusion. It's such a, sometimes for me, an hour to hour daily day thing. And, uh, uh, but I'm here, just want to qualify a little bit about my background. Um, my compulsive eating started probably around age nine, uh, along with some pretty hefty abuse from a, a stepmother that I had and some pretty strong neglect issues and all as a child. Uh, as far as food behaviors that I don't consider to be exactly sane, um, I'd steal food out of my kids, uh, everything, um, the Easter baskets, uh, you know, stockings, uh, Halloween candy, the whole bit. Um, as a child, I'd hide food underneath my bed to be certain it was there and take it out at night. Um, I can, uh, you know, at dinner parties, I'd take dishes into the kitchen and they'd take food off of my guest plates. Uh, my garbage can, retrieve it from there, uh, eating whole boxes of something and then getting to the grocery store and replacing it up on the shelf before anybody would notice. Um, as a child, I would uh, just get into the cupboard and just go after everything, trying to almost reorganize the cookies in a box to be certain that people didn't think that something was gone from there. Um, uh, multiple up and down as far as my weight would go. Uh, at age 12, I tried to go on a diet of carrots and celery that was about 120 calories a day. Um, completely freaked out that I weighed a big 128, even though I was high five foot five at the time. Um, and, uh, and just a real fixation on food on it, just a constant basis. It's like always there for me. Um, except for sometimes in the last 20 years when I you know, really had, uh, some receding of that to the point where the food wasn't even there. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. So uh, today I'm talking on step two, you know, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves would restore us to sanity. So I'm going to break that down a little bit about my, my experience and all, um, and came to believe. Uh, I came into OA somewhere, yeah, pretty much an atheist. I was raised by people that were atheists. Um, so if you want to really mess a kid up, um, <laughs> put them in an abusive environment and then tell them there's no God to save them. <laughs> that's whoa, that's a great uh, piece. And so food became the thing that I, um, that I went to as a kid. And I'm really, really glad it was there. And I'm really glad I can cope with things in a different way now. Uh, uh, yeah. And I, I, I had to come into the program and I had a sponsor originally <laughs> that was really great about the just, being willing to, to to rely on the program itself, on the meetings and her and the materials and all, which was a power greater than myself um, when I came in. And then to start to just pretend, just pretend that there was some higher power out there for me. Just kind of pretend that things were, there was a, there was a God and just start going through the steps and seeing what's what would happen to me. It was almost like she treated it like an experiment. Yeah. Um, and and that was a great way to deal with it with me. I was willing to sort of suspend my belief that there wasn't any kind 
of a god or a higher power out there, I think, because I was so desperate at that point after having gained and lost the same, you know, 40 pounds in these brutal fashions over the years. And I, um, and so that's what I did. I just pretended. And, and as I went through the steps, uh, I started with my, the, the first, the first real higher power I had. Oh yeah. I forgot oh, five, to set the timer, but I think it's five minutes. Okay. Okay. Great. Thanks. Dory. The first, uh, higher power I had was, um, and my, you know, I remember my sponsor saying the, the, uh, the only thing you need to know about your higher power is that you're not it. <laughs> you're not it. <laughs> and, uh, and that was the only rule. You're not it. Pick anything, anything but you. Uh, and when I think back on it, God, it was so true. You know, if I relied on myself as my higher power, um, the way it would look would be something like, you know, some it'd be there's something really contorted going on in my mind where I'd start messing with food somehow. You know, so I overate at lunch, so I'm not going to have any dinner, right? Or I overate yesterday, so today I'm going to eat 300 calories. Or, or it would be um, uh, completely changing my food plan up every single time that something would happen. Everything would get contorted, it get more complicated. Things start getting complicated. I know that's me. That's my ego. Um, and trying to get something greater than myself uh, is quite a task because I I have a pretty whopping good ego. <laughs> I do. I, I have, a, I'm very, I've had, a you know, outside of my food, my, you know, I've lived a pretty competent together life. And then I get to food and it's just, ah, it's, it's awful. It's awful. And um, so I can convince myself that I can be my higher power and that I can run the show. Uh, but then when I really think about it, if I, if I'm, you know, going and asking myself I, and I go into myself for help when I'm struggling with food, the response I get is something like, you know, what the hell, Jules, why do you eat, you know, why did you eat that? You knew not to eat that. That was not on your food plan. You said you weren't going to eat that. <laughs> you know, you had other stuff in the fridge. I mean, it just is this bludgeoning, right? And never in this program have I reached out to a power grade into myself in the form of, you know, one of you who's on the, in the meeting here or someone else I've known. And have they ever said anything close to that for me? You know, they brought me back to sanity. They brought me back to loving myself. They brought me back to a sane, you know, a sane food plan and a way of being and all. But when I go into myself, it's brutal. It's just brutal. Or it's the opposite. I'm so gentle with myself that any excuse, any excuse will lead me to eating. It's okay. You're not feeling well. You're a little bit down. You know, you had a rough, rough afternoon. You got some bad news. You had, you know, it, the food wasn't quite there the way it should be. You, you know, you were driving. You couldn't get it somewhere. It, it, there's every little excuse. So I'm so I'm either way too easy on myself when I'm my higher power, or I'm just brutal. Neither one of them work. Neither one of them are any kind of sanity. Um, and so I have to go outside of myself and if it's and recently i've been dealing with um a whole nother level of the program um, i had i had a knee replacement surgery uh, about nine weeks ago now and <laughs> i thought that i had this thing going in my head that i was going to be in bed a lot and i was going to be home alone and all and that this was going to be this whole new spiritual experience for me and and that was true for about the first two weeks 
And then they took the pain meds away. <laughs> and whoa, that was not the case. Um, it was brutal. And up at night, um, all night long, lots of pain and all. And really the higher power for that whole thing. I wasn't having any big experience of God or anything like that. I was just reaching out to a lot of you in the program and making calls and talking with people, coming to these meetings, coming to the seven o'clock meeting every morning, you know, and just being with my, you know, my folks in the program. And that's really who took me through the last, the last uh, eight, nine weeks of, of um, dealing with my food and dealing with, um, you know, and dealing with the pain and my limitation, the fact that I couldn't, I couldn't run away, you know, coming from a background of abuse, the, um, yep, the, it's with me, it's um, fight, flight, or freeze, right? And I'm pretty much a flight person. So the fact that I couldn't run away, um, that I was trapped in my bed, I couldn't even walk, you know, much less run away. It's just triggered every trauma I had. And it was somebody in this program that suggested that maybe, you know, to, to look at some trauma stuff, some um, EMDR work and diaphragmatic breathing. Again, it was the power greater than myself that came in and helped out and, uh, and helped me in the middle of the, of the night um, with, and I wanted to get up and eat and eat and eat. And I did a couple times and then I called my sponsor and I came back with it and, you know, battled it back, but it's a nightly battle right now. I'm awake. I'm in pain. I hate it can't exactly call people, right? But things I've done that have worked, I've listened to some of the podcasts, you know? So the program comes back that are on, uh, that are on the site here. Um, I've, um, I have a list of poems that I have that, uh, that not poems, um, prayers. I have this list of prayers. <laughs> I've been carrying this around. I created it pretty early in the program about 17 years ago. And uh, I look down and I just pick out one of the prayers from the program. You know, um, and or say, sayings that people I knew in the program had. Everything's unfolding according to God's plan for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. But there's a reason for this. You know, um, uh, you know, God, please remove my fear and direct my attention towards what you would have me be. Things like that. And the other day, I just did some of the breathing exercises that someone in this meeting suggested I do, and. Uh, <laughs> I finally just had this feeling of just sort of love coming in. And it took away all the pain, all the pain and the desire to eat and all. And I could just lie there and be in that. And that's a miracle. I came into this program uh, like kind of like a very dynamic, you know, uh, atheist and isolator. You know, I didn't reach out to people. My parents taught me that people that believed in God were crazy, <laughs> you know, the dot didn't exist and people who did believe in any kind of spiritual power were crazy, which left me with the idea that there wasn't anything out there to help me. And anybody who could help me was crazy because most of the people in my neighborhood were, were going to church or had some kind of spiritual practice, church or synagogue or something. So my, in this, through this program, just starting to make phone calls, starting to reach out to people, starting to, um, uh, uh, let somebody in when when I'm when I'm either in pain or I just want I just want to go off my food plan you know I just want to move it and it can be because I'm hurting 
It can be because I'm excited. <laughs> it can be because I'm overly happy. I can do that too. I can swing both ways and then I want to celebrate with food. Um, but all as long as I know in my mind that what I'm about to do with food is not going to lead to sanity, it is not going to lead to any kind of serenity, um, then I then I know I'm in my compulsiveness. I know I'm in my my food porn. I'm, I'm in my disease. And to restore myself to sanity, I have to go back into the program over and over again. I have to go out of myself, don't trust myself, move forward. Um, and oftentimes what I do with that is I just bow my head. Um, someone in this meeting told me to get down on my knees and getting down on my knees is a problem because I have a problem with knee. But I realized the importance of just, you know, bowing my 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 head or and sometimes I would just put my head down on my desk or something like that. And it's my acknowledgement that I'm not the great one. There's something out there I need to bow to. And whether it's somebody, you know, it's the program itself and calling a friend or reading something in one of the books or um, to my higher power, it's just my acknowledgement that I'm not it. I am not my higher power. There's something else out there. And that something else out there will, will restore me to sanity. Okay, thanks, Lauren. And um, so things that, that have been helpful, I think, over the years um, for me, as far as getting out of myself and moving from something, when I go into what I call my food zombie state, just food zombie. <laughs> just I just go into this automatic mode, and I, all of a sudden I'm eating something I shouldn't be eating. Um, I think a lot of us have this experience with food where it's not necessarily a real conscious thought to go eat something. All of a sudden it's I'm you know in front of the fridge or to not eat something for some people. Um, um, I'm in front of the fridge or I'm in front of some kind of store that sells stuff I shouldn't be eating. And, uh, and I know I'm about to break and, and, um, things that have worked. Well, my cell phone's my best friend. <laughs> you know, my cell phone is like my link to the program. It's like my link to a higher power outside myself. Um, I have all my numbers in there. All the OA numbers start with OA and then somebody's name, you know, last initial of their thing. And I can just punch in OA, somebody's name come up and I can call it. Um, even if I just text somebody, sometimes I'll just walk away and I'll stop. Any kind of pause is my higher power, a, a power outside myself coming in to do something for me. Um, I just get, get out of my own brain. Don't try to th think through it. Stop thinking. Thinking is usually my my uh, a voice inside my head that just does not work in my favor it's a voice that comes in continuously for me and just will tell me you know you, you know it's okay you can eat that you can deserve you deserve it or it'll fake it that it's my uh it's my doctor telling me that i need to eat x y and z or i need to balance out my diet or i need to do something like that but the ending result is always so you can eat that <laughs> You can eat that. It's not in your food plan. It's not something that you were planning on eating. It might be sugar, it might be flour, but you can eat that. Right? And once I'm into the sugar, like once I'm into the sugar, <laughs> sugar and flour and all, I'll, you should all put in the chat, you know, Jules, could you please notify me if you really go off your abstinence? Because I can text you and you'll know that you should invest in either 
you know, buy some Dunkin' Donuts stock or some cheese candy stock, because I'm telling you, it's about to go through the roof because I can I can nail it. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, uh, and, it, and I can go off for a week and come back um, and all. So, uh, yeah, just just uh, allowing it not to be me. Thanking my ego for protecting me the way it has over the years and gently saying to it, I get it. You're trying to help me. That voice. I get it that that's what you think you're doing, but you can't help me. You know, you sound like a really reasonable voice and you are fraught with disease. You're not sane. This isn't sanity. You cannot tell me that a voice that will tell me when I'm feeling like I'm fat or overweight that the way to solve that is to eat something, which is what I'll, which is where I go when I'm really in it. So, um, yeah, that's the, that's the main part of it. Uh, and Lori, how much time do I have? How am I doing? Oh, you're on mute. Thank you. A minute and a half, a little less. Okay. okay. So the, the, um, the question that I'd like to ask that I like to poise for people uh, to, to uh, share about is, you know, what do you do when you go into what, you know, what I call the food zombie state? Now, what do you do when you're just kind of like automatically moving towards, you know, the fridge or the bag of stuff in your desk or the, you know, wherever you're stashing the food or it's coming up or you're, you know, you're at a gathering or something. It's almost like you've gone unconscious and you can feel yourself moving towards it. What do you do to pull yourself out, you know, outside of yourself um, to restore you to, to, to sanity? And, uh, you know, what do you, what do you do? That's my big question, you know, and how can we help each other with that? Thanks everybody. Thanks for allowing me to share and 